0: Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. All right, welcome back to part 2 of this episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude and I will be your host tonight doing a solo show. And before I get started into the kind of the game previews for this weekend, I wanted to give a quick uh, shout-out to StatRoute, who is uh, um, the stat service that we use here at Skull King to help with our, our articles, help us do our research for our rankings, uh, and for the research here for the podcast. Um, they have really been an extreme help to me. For those of you who don't know, that we run our rankings through Fantasy Pros and FantasyPros.com. And uh, Fantasy Pros every year runs a, basically a competition uh, for... Uh, who can have the most accurate rankings. And so while we are not we are allowed to we're allowed to use the system um and so our our rankings get graded but we are not on the official official list of rankings um but we're shown kind of where we fit in uh personally. Uh so just to kind of give a a, a little kind of shout out for the help they've given us last week. I actually was able to finish 24th overall for my rankings just for week 8. Uh my in terms of accuracy my quarterback uh, rankings were 18th out of 130 people Uh, i had the number one overall um, accuracy on the tight end rankings was fifth on my defensive rankings and i have i've now moved to number six overall on the season to date for tight end rankings on fantasy pros so uh, i credit a lot of that uh, to the stat research I've been able to get from StatRoute. So again, you guys, you need to go check them out. StatRoute.com, S-T-A-T-R-O-U-T-E.com. Use the promo code SkulkingFF to get 25% off your your monthly subscription. I think it's only like ten bucks. So using the using the promo code, I think it makes it like seven fifty. Honestly, you can't get a Starbucks drink and a sandwich there for you know like under ten. So Really, you can put aside that for one day a month to get stat route to help you with your fantasy leagues, especially since a lot of you guys are paying fifty sixty a hundred dollars for these leagues with big prize pools. these stats, how little you are going to pay for these stats is going to help you out a ton so all right so let 's go ahead and get into uh, this week 's rundown uh, starting off uh, Thursday Night football game. Oakland, San Francisco. This is, this is going to be an ugly game. This is just going to be gross. Uh, San Francisco, like we talked about, in the news notes. Uh, CJ Beathard may not even play. Um, I can't even remember the name of the quarterback they're going to have. So this makes Oakland a streaming option on defense, even though it's going to be in San Francisco. Uh, as far as starters, you're going to start your stars. Uh, Oakland. Uh, yeah, I guess you're gonna you're gonna start David Carr. If, you ha- if you're using David Carr, there really aren't a whole lot of fantasy options here. If C.J. Beathard isn't go- doesn't go, you're not going to use Goodwin. Um, I just don't think that that's going to be – I don't think any passing option is going to be very good here in San Francisco. George Kittle's a maybe as the outlet for a um, for new quarterback. He's the only fantasy player that I'm really liking – well, not even really liking this game. And so not a whole lot of fantasy use that you're going to get out of this Oakland-San Francisco game. Again, I think that Oakland is a streaming possibility if C.J. Beathard doesn't play. So, Moving on to the next game, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. In this one, you're going to start your studs. I think that Balt- with Baltimore um, – Joe Flacco is a streaming option. He's already, you know, he already lit up Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh for 325 yards and a few, uh, I want to say two or three touchdowns. So uh, I have, I'm actually streaming Flacco in a league, in a 14-team league. I think that he will do well enough uh, for me to have a decent week with uh, the way the rest of my team is built. So for those of you who stream quarterbacks and have a really good, solid uh, wide receiver and running back core, Flacco, I don't think, is going to really hurt you this week. Uh, Pittsburgh defense has not been all that great against the pass anyways. Uh, John Brown, I think, can have a good game. I think that uh, Crabtree is flex-worthy. Um, and Alex Collins, because Pittsburgh's run defense is bad enough, Alex Collins could be okay this week. I don't think they really get Ty Montgomery involved until after their bye week. Uh you know, in week 10, so he will be uh, really more eligible in week 11. As far as Pittsburgh goes, you're going to start AB, you're going to start Juju, you're going to start, uh, well, Ben Roethlisberger, I think, is a guy that you are not going to start simply because it's a road game and he struggles on road games. Uh, Connor, you are going to start, even with the tough matchup, because he's been an absolute stud and he's going to get volume. So. um Those are kind of my thoughts on on the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Chicago and Buffalo, there is nothing fantasy-worthy in Buffalo except their defense. Their defense has been pretty solid. Um, Really, it wasn't necessarily their defense that cost them the game against New England on Monday Night Football. Uh, The major thing that cost them there was uh, was a, a pick six. They really put it out of reach, so um, they really don't have an offense. If they had any type of offense to go with that defense, they'd be they'd be winning some games. Um, so I think I'm not taking anything off the offense of of Buffalo. Their defense could be could be stream worthy. Chicago again, Chicago is has been absolutely absolutely hot on offense. Trubisky has been throwing the ball all over the yard. Cohen has been practically a, a running back one. Uh, Trey Burton is is definitely um, a top 10 tight end Uh, as far as anyone else you've got you've got some uh, some wide receiver threes and some flex plays as far as Chicago's receivers go because the way that they spread out the ball so uh, I think a Rob could be uh, could be okay probably a wide receiver two or three um and and for the most part, everyone else in that offense is gonna be you know wide receiver three or so. All right, next game, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Fitzmagic Magic is back. I'm starting him. I've got a I've got a league where I've got Andrew Luck on by, so I'm starting Fitzmagic Magic at Carolina. Carolina has been beatable um as far as their as far as their uh, pass defense goes. So uh I think that you're going to you're gonna start Mike Evans. You're probably going to start Deshaun or Deshaun uh, Jackson. I think he's more of a wide receiver three, boomer bust, uh, in terms of his production. But with Fitzmagic throwing, you know, maybe he's more of a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. Uh, I'm not doing anything with their running backs. Uh, OJ Howard is startable. I think that he's still a top ten tight end, and so he's something that you could use there. As far as Carolina goes, you're going to start Cam. You're going to start uh, McCaffrey. I think DJ Moore with Torrey Smith uh, being injured is definitely someone to look at as a possible flex play as he starts getting more involved. Greg Olson, I think he's a streamable tight end. I still don't see him as a startable, startable, startable tight end yet. Um, just because he's still been coming back from injury and uh, working his way back into the offense. Uh, Devin Funchess has been pretty good so far this year, pretty consistent. He's definitely uh, probably a, a wide receiver two or three, on, kind of on that bubble of wide receiver two or three, depending on, uh, depending on the volume. And if Tampa Bay starts scoring a lot, this could just be a high-scoring affair. So Tampa Bay doesn't have a whole lot of offense or a whole lot of defense. So... Uh, so, yeah, so those are kind of the guys that I'm, I'm looking at in this game. Kansas City and Cleveland. As far as Kansas City goes, you start everyone. <laughs> um, you're going to start Mahomes. You're going to start Kareem Hunt. You're going to start Travis Kelsey. You're going to start Tyreek Hill. Uh, Sammy Watkins is a wide receiver, two or three, uh, or flex, even a flex play with a lot of upside. So, I mean, you're going to start all those guys. Cleveland, you're not going to start Baker Mayfield. Uh, He's a streamable option because the Kansas City defense doesn't do a whole lot. Because, I mean, they're putting up so many points, they're just kind of going to prevent defense and give up a lot. So I think that this could be a bounce-back game for David Njoku, who wasn't even targeted in the last game. And thankfully, they have finally gotten rid of Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. So we'll see how that goes. I think that as long as this game doesn't get too out of hand, Nick Chubb could be in for a decent game. Um, the running backs coach is now the offensive coordinator. Uh, they've hired a new off or a new running backs coach, so I think that they could try to get more. Uh, they could get you know Nick Chubb and David Johnson more involved. Um, it's hard to trust Jarvis Landry, but he's been getting the targets. So I still think that he is a he's a wide receiver two or three with some upside. Uh, as far as that goes. Uh, everyone else on Cleveland it's desperation play. uh you know the you know Ratley Ratley could go off or it could be you know it could be someone else. So um start your main guys with with Cleveland. Again, I would not start David Johnson. I want to wait to see how the offense kind of works with him, um how the new offense and the new coaches work with him. Chubb I'd be okay with starting him uh this week just because the matchup is so good. Kansas City's given up over five yards uh, a rush uh, so far in the season, so moving on New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins because Brock Osweiler is starting, Albert Wilson is gone on I r and Kenny Stills has kind of been back and forth on whether or not he's actually practicing. I like the New York Jets as a streamable defense this week against Brock osweiler um i'm not I don't like a whole lot of options on the on the Jets side, except for, I could see using the running backs, um, uh, Isaiah Crowell, run on the ball. Miami is absolutely horrendous against the run. Let me see if I can uh, pull up where they're at. They are, the, they are tied for the worst in terms of yard, total yards given up. They average 143.1 yards given up on the ground. They've given up seven rushing TDs. Them in Arizona are just absolutely awful. At giving up the at giving up rush yards, so um this could be a big game for uh, Isaiah Crowell. um I'm not I'm not looking at too much in the passing game for the Jets, and since Brock Osweiler's throwing the ball, I'm not looking for a ton. I think Devontae Parker is probably the only startable guy, and still he's a he's a flex with big upside, just because we still don't know what kind of chemistry he's going to have. So. Last week was a good, a good uh, picture of what could regularly happen. We just need to see it actually happen more often. So, so just in case I forget to edit out some of these, some of these long pauses. The reason I'm taking long pauses, you can kind of hear my voice, a little gravelly, a little rough. Been uh, coming down with something. Got it from the kids. So, uh, trying to uh, trying to drink as much water as possible to help out the throat. So, moving on. Detroit at Minnesota. So this will be Detroit's first game without Golden Tate. We'll see how the pass offense looks. Uh they've been getting a lot more use out of Carry on Johnson, uh becoming kind of that feature back for them. And seeing what he's been able to do. Uh Minnesota. So I mean so let's go back to Detroit. Uh d Minnesota's struggled, uh, giving up uh pass yards, honestly. Um I think Galladay could be in for a pretty big game if they can if they manage to if Detroit manages to feature him. Uh, Marvin Jones is going to get his. I think both those guys are in for a decent game. Uh, Stafford back and forth. I think he can throw for a decent amount of yards. We'll see how the touchdowns go. Carry uh, on Johnson is also a must start uh, in terms of that offense. Minnesota, you're going to start Thielen. You're going to start Kirk Cousins as long as. Uh, stefan Diggs plays. You're going to start him. Uh, Kyle Rudolph has kind of been a, a little bit of an enigma. You know, I know that Kirk Cousins loved throwing to Jordan uh, Reed in Washington. Uh, doesn't really, you know, hasn't really seemed to have that much of a connection with uh, Rudolph over the last few weeks. Um, I still think that Rudolph is a you know top ten type of guy. We'll just kind of see if you have another option that has a better a better uh, um, matchup I'd go with it but if if you don't you know I'm still okay playing Rudolph in this game against Detroit uh, Detroit has historically been bad at uh, at defending tight ends so moving on Atlanta at Washington this could be a tough game for Atlanta's offense um, they are coming off the bye uh, Julio Jones will kind of see He's going to get his yards. He's going to get his catches. We'll see if he can actually get into the end zone for the first time this year. Um, As far as uh, Calvin Ridley, he could be in for an okay game. The Washington defense has actually been playing really, really tough this year. As far as rushing yards that they've given up, let me see. Where they are they? they Washington has given up the second least amount of rushing yards. They only give up 80, uh, 80 rushing yards a game. They've given up six touchdowns but only 80 rushing yards a game, which uh, does not bode well for Tevin Coleman. Or if you happen to pick up Edo Smith. Then as far as pass defense, they're actually number eight. um, Giving up, let's see, giving up uh, 242 yards per game. Let's see, I mean, in total yards, they're number eight. 242, that puts them at number 13. So a little little above uh, middle of the pack in terms of... uh, pass yards per game they've only let's see they've given up 11 touchdowns through the air they have six interceptions so they they have a very decent defense um if if the uh washington offense is able to control the ball with adrian peterson it could be very tough for um atlanta to get a whole lot going to really get a whole lot going if uh washington controls the ball with the run game like they're capable of doing right now with adrian peterson um, I think this is kind of a tough start for Matt Ryan. We'll see how it goes. As far as Washington, you're going to start. You're going to start AP. Uh, I think that this would be a good week to, um, to stream Alex Smith. I think he's a he's a streamable possibility again because the matchup and everything that Atlanta has dealt with in their secondary, as far as uh, as far as injuries. And really, that's about it. Chris Thompson is continuing to be injured, so we're still waiting to see how he is. Uh, you know, none of the receivers have really been all that all that able to stay healthy. Uh, Paul Richardson, again, it's wait and see if he's going to be healthy. And Josh Doxson, just, it, to, in my opinion, has been a bit of a disappointment so far for his career. So. Moving on next, we got Houston at Denver, the reunion game for Demarius Thomas just after he gets traded. Uh, as far as Houston goes, this could be an absolutely monster game for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. <clears throat> uh, there's, we don't know if Kiki Kuti is going to be healthy for this game. It's possible. Demarius Thomas, I think, is going to be very limited in what he actually does in this game uh simply because he doesn't know the offense yet. Uh, I think that the the Denver offense or the Denver outside corners have had a lot of trouble so far this year. Uh really Chris Harris being the slot corner, he is he has really been, you know, the defensive uh backfield player for them. So I think that that you know that'll fight more against someone like Kuti who plays in the slot if he plays in this game. Um, uh, the Deshaun Watson should should have a pretty good game. Again, especially if he's uh targeting uh DeAndre Hopkins a whole lot. As far as Denver goes, uh Houston has played pretty well against the run uh so far this year. Let me pull up uh, let me pull up their stats. Houston is twelfth against the run, giving up 95 yards per game that being said, with how well Philip Lindsay is running, I can still see him having 100 total yards you know, combined with uh, rushing and, uh, and receiving out of the backfield. I wish they would use him more to receive out of the backfield because of his quicks and his uh, ability to, to change directions. So um, Emmanuel Sanders is obviously a must-start. He's you know had a great connection with uh, Case Keenum all year. And Cortland Sutton, I personally – would maybe put him in flex. I would have him as a flex, especially if you've got bye week issues. I think that he would be an okay flex this week, simply because of the volume. It's a kind of a wait and see on on what he's going to be able to do for the year, but I think just volume wise, the opportunity is there. And really, there's no there's no tight end options in, in either of those teams. So, all right, moving on. Uh, the Chargers going to seattle we mentioned this in part one of the podcast uh dealing with uh, the injury to melvin gordon and his hamstring we'll see how long it takes him to get back uh, he's he missed the game in london he had the entire bye week to uh to try to get healthy and so we will kind of see where he is at uh if if he cannot go Austin Eckler is a running back to or flex play simply because the Seattle defense still plays pretty well against running backs, where they give up most of their yardage um, to running backs is honestly the ones that catch the ball out of the backfield that way. So, um, as far as the Chargers go, you're going to start. I still think you start Keenan Allen. It's going to be a tough. I think this is going to be a tough defensive game for um, for Seattle. I think that they'll they could play pretty well against the this Charger offense, especially if they manage to you know to keep guys uh, the the Williams brothers from getting over the top. Um. And as far as Seattle goes, they're going to pound the ball. Uh, let's see where the Chargers pull them up here. Chargers giving up running the ball; they give up 106 yards per game. Um, At the same time, I want to say the Seahawks the last few games are just absolutely ridiculous as well. Um, Let me pull up theirs. In terms of offense, rushing the ball. There's uh, Seattle. They're averaging 134 rush yards a game. So they have emphasized the run. They are going to continue to run the ball a lot. And because of that, that's what actually opens up the play-action pass uh, for guys like uh, Tyler Lockett and now David Moore to really step up and have and have big games. So, um, David Moore, if you're going to start David Moore, he is a boomer bust flex play wide receiver four or five. That's what he is. He's only getting four to five targets a game. It just so happens that they're performing well with those four to five targets same thing with uh tyler lockett tyler lockett's only getting four to five targets now with doug baldwin back um baldwin is not honestly baldwin's not been great if you i know a lot of people have asked you know is he droppable i think he's more tradable um go ahead and you know you may be able to trade him off basically based off name value you may not get much for him but if you want to get rid of him you may be able to get something from someone else that you may like a little bit better so um, I think that both quarterbacks are startable in this game. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, because he doesn't run the ball as much, they're trying to protect him more uh, to allow him to, you know, be able to pass the ball. He's been very, very efficient passing the ball. He doesn't run as much. So because of that, he's only finishing around, you know, like quarterback, you know, 8, 9, 10, you know, throwing for three TDs though, but he was only throwing for like 200, 250 yards. So uh, he's still startable, just not, he's not that, you know, quarterback five that we were expecting or have uh, become accustomed to. Moving on, Rams at New Orleans. This could be a really, really high scoring affair. It'll be interesting to see how the Rams do with uh, putting in Dante Fowler and how they can get to. Um, get to Drew Brees. New Orleans has a very, very good offensive line, a lot of good stable veterans, some young talent that's played really well. So uh, honestly, you start your studs in this one. I know that a lot of people hate that, but this, I think that this is going to be turned into on the turf in New Orleans, I think is going to just be an absolutely huge game. A lot of the points are going to be scored. If Cup plays... <clears throat> I'm I'm starting him, but I'd start him more as a flex play just because he's coming off the injury. Uh, you're going to start Cooks. You're going to start Woods. You're going to start Goff. I'm going to start Gurley. As far as New Orleans goes, they are running the ball more than they are passing it. Um, I saw a stat that uh, Drew Brees has gone from 36 passes a game to like 27 passes a game. They want to protect him a little bit, and they're utilizing the run, and it's working well. So Kamara going to get work. Uh, Ingram is going to get work. Michael Thomas will get work, just not as much as he was getting it. So um, I still think you start Breeze. I still think you start golf. Again, all the big names in this game, you are going to start. All right. A couple more games to go. The Sunday night game, Green Bay at New England. Well, I think this could be another high-scoring game, especially because <clears> – <throat> New uh, Green Bay no longer has HaHa Clinton Dix, which means that they're going to be giving up a lot more pass yards. So New England could be going off as far as the pass game goes. Uh, you're going to start Brady. Uh, if Gronk's healthy, you're starting him. Uh, you're going to start Josh Gordon. I think that he is a wide receiver, two or three right now. We're still kind of seeing how, how he's doing with the disciplinary stuff uh, in New England, but as long as he plays, I think he'll be, he'll be solid. And Julian Edelman is a wide receiver, too, in PPR. In Green Bay, you're still dealing with, uh, with um, Aaron Rodgers. He is, he is finally getting his groove back a little bit. Uh, Aaron Jones could be getting a whole lot more work now with Ty Montgomery gone. Jamal Williams is still there, so we'll kind of see whether or not that makes any impact. Uh, Receiver wise, you're going to start Devonte Adams. Cobb is more of a eh, maybe. Jimmy Graham is a start. I think that Geronimo Allison, as long as he's healthy, could be very could be very good in this game as well. So, uh, I think that again, this is another one that looks to be a high scoring affair. All right, well, that's all we've got for you tonight. We're going to go over the Monday night game uh, on our Sunday night show that we uh, put up Monday morning that show, we will uh, uh, kind of go over our Kings and stings and stuff. And and we will talk about the Monday night game. Then Uh, we hope that you guys have enjoyed the show again. We would love it. If you would uh, go to iTunes or Google play or wherever you are listening to this and make sure to, uh, to subscribe to the podcast. We would greatly appreciate that. It helps us get more more views and uh and be able to share some fantasy football goodness with more people so again thank you my name is ryan Scaldrin, and this has been the skull king fantasy football podcast we'll talk to you guys later hey skull king nation thank you for listening to the skull king football podcast did you like this episode if so be sure to go to itunes stitcher google play and youtube to subscribe also please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues